Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Service Master by Cornerstone Studios with Jeff Calkins on today's show. Presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. Online at RedRiverToyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show, 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going today? I'm okay. No snow, no ice on the roads anymore. We're all safe. We have no boiled water. I think life is good. I think life is good right this second. No boiled water advisory. It's pretty phenomenal. Okay, I, I dispute that we're all safe. I, uh, this has been my view all along. I'm right now on 240, and I have not felt less safe in a week being on the roads. I felt more safe uh, last Monday, last Tuesday. Last Wednesday morning, there was briefly, or whatever the morning was. Because there was no people, or what? Yeah, it was so much safer. It was so much safer. Now people are flying around me going 95 (laughs) miles an hour. I'm like near, near death at any moment, and... Back then, I, 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 Back that was my position all along, is that people would text me and they'd say, are the roads still are the roads safe? And I'd say, safer than ever. When are they ever safe? Now they're actually, you were safer to drive last week. I 100% think that's true. I don't think it's disputable. You were safer to drive last week than you are right now. But you're right. There is no ice or snow, and it's just soggy, not, uh, not icy. And I'm glad we're – I'm honestly mostly glad – that the kids are back in school, you know? I mean, that was good. You get, we have a little normalcy returning. We have the kids back in school, and so I am grateful for that. But safe? Right now on 240? No, don't feel safe. Okay. All right. You're going to take the negative side of this thing. I get it. I completely understand. That's really not negative. I'm being positive about last week. I was being very positive, and I haven't told people everyone it's safe. Yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you, that's the one thing that I am. I don't know if I, I said safe. I just think life is better. You said, you, you, you said safe. You'll play, play this back. You'll, you'll see you said <laughs> okay. safe. All right. All right. I got you. I got you. What did you think about uh, we had two sixty? We had a 62-point performance and a 70-point performance last night. First time in 45 years on the same night that's been the case. Joel Embiid's was fun. 70 points, 133, 123 win over the Spurs. I think Cats was fun in a different way, uh, depending on how you feel about Carl Anthony Towns. 62 points and a 128-125 loss to the lowly Hornets. That was hilarious, quite frankly. I, I got a well, kick think, out of that. I think that there are certainly... There are certainly um, big performances you can have in a losing effort that are not themselves 
pretending to feel bad about, right? Like if you, you know, plenty of examples. I mean, as a Bills fan, I go to Josh Allen against Kansas City two years, sure, right? Yeah. Like, like you can feel proud in the end about an effort that just wasn't enough. But <laughs> when <laughs> when when your sixty-two points are in many ways the reason for the loss, that becomes a different story. <laughs> and when your coach is calls it disgusting. Now, immature. The actual 62 points disgusting, but the way they approached the game, not just Cat, but the way his teammates, it, you know, in the end seemed to join into the sort of let's get points. Yes, immature, all of that. Uh, it was wild. It's wild to see that kind of performance and someone, a sense, really get ripped for it. Uh, but yes, very different. Seventy does not equal sixty-two in this particular instance. And and then the 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 fourth quarter performance and the numbers for Carl Anthony Towns were just hilarious to me. I could I could stop eight minutes, four points. He had the one defensive rebound. He was a minus sixteen. They ended oh. up losing the final. They ended up losing the final quarter by eighteen points, and he was in for. 16 of those points going the wrong direction. doesn't feel like he's long for that franchise. The problem is, you know, uh, for several of the years, I think it's $60 million bucks. So they've got a financial problem looming. But I don't know what the market will be like. Obviously, he's a super talented guy. I don't know what the market will be like for Carl Anthony Towns. And it's why when people say, uh, you know, this was brought up on my show, um, has, or maybe it was in Chris Harrington's mailbag, has the window, someone posited that the window for the Grizzlies has closed before it's even opened because mm. the Timberwolves and the Thunder have passed them. That's so they phrase it. Has the window, I think it was a question they asked Chris, has the window closed before it even opened? And A, no, I don't think the window's closed. It's just broken right now. Um, and B, um, it, those, those situations are very different. Like, Oklahoma City is a long-term threat. We'll see how they manage it, see how that, but whatever. You can see that as a real threat um, if you're a Grizzlies fan in terms of, you know, how this is all going to work out. The Timberwolves have, uh, this feels like it has to be their year. You know, Mike Conley is A, old, and B, a free agent at the end of this year, and he is critical to what they do. And then they've got huge financial challenges looming. So for, for Minnesota... I mean, that's just one bad night last night. I don't think it dooms them. I think they're still an interesting team tonight. But I don't think I, – I think there's a real urgency for Minnesota this year well, that is, is not necessarily the case for Oklahoma City. Well, and t- the Timberwolves, let's be completely honest, they've been one of the healthiest teams in the NBA so far this year. They've had just – it seems like no injuries, no long-term Correct. injuries. Um, so, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, and as far as the Grizzlies and their window, I think they need to make some moves – but I got to be honest, like seeing what Vince Williams Jr. is doing, seeing Jaron Jackson Jr. and the aggression he has, yep. Luke Kennard uh, sort of facilitating offense, looking really solid there, I, I feel fine about the Grizzlies' window heading into next year. Of course, this year is a lost season. We all know that. But I feel okay. I feel okay about the Grizzlies and their long-term viability. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't like, – like, you can't assume just because you were not healthy this year that you will be healthy right. next year. But there's no reason to think otherwise. Like, well, this, and also, this, Jeff, there's no reason to think you'll be this unhealthy. Like, right, this yeah. is just, like, this is horrible. And now Crazy. Santi Aldama, I don't know if you saw that, he's going to be out for the game against the Heat tomorrow. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and Terry Rozier will be there, I yes. presume, for the Heat tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, with that interesting deal. 
Yeah, that trade, uh, that that seems like uh, the, the heat. That was robbery, wasn't it? Or at least uh, maybe not well, robbery because the Hornets up. are trying to. Because yeah. he's playing well, 23 points per game, four rebounds, six assists, 36% from three, uh, 45 from the field. He's having a career year with the Hornets. But, I, I mean, it feels, like the, it feels like robbery, but it feels like the Hornets are just trying to offload all the money they can. Uh, yes, uh, you offload the money and they get some, you know, get a, get the first. Uh, that's <laughs> I, feel, I mean, getting more than one first though, it felt like maybe it could have been on the table, right? Like that seems, it just seems strange. Kyle Lowry in a first, Kyle Lowry in his current condition. Seems like they could have turned it into well, a little bit more. Very clearly Kyle Lowry was just for the, to make the money work. Um, they're not interested in Kyle Lowry, I don't think, particularly. No, I wouldn't think um, so either. So, uh, so yeah, it was it was it was to get an asset and uh, to and, and and they did that and maybe to offload some money. So there you go. No, uh, it, it really is sort of amazing what is all the between last night and then the deal and then uh, Adrian Griffin getting. That's banned. what I was about to get to. That's that's something. And then Doc Rivers at the top of the list to replace him. But Adrian right. Griffin, 43 games. It just goes to show consistently, it doesn't necessarily matter wins, losses. Um, I guess playoff losses and early exits definitely matter. But if you lose the way, if you lose your way with your stars, you're expendable as hell. Like it, 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 NBA franchise will pull the plug as fast as they gave you the job. It's really incredible. I mean, it is absolutely incredible that he just gets the gig. And then, and do we know exactly? Obviously, the defense has slipped, and that's the real reason for concern. But do we know in particular, or has there been reporting about one or the other, uh, Giannis or Dame or whoever has, you know, Giannis has certainly made a happy noises this summer. I was going to say, there were some rumors even before the year about Giannis hating the hire. So I think that has something to do with it. Well, he's, he clearly causes calls the shots. Yeah. <laughs> it is a reminder. Yeah. It is funny. It's so different than the NFL. Like, for example, I was thinking about this. If, if Josh Allen didn't like Sean McDermott, like, I don't know that to be true, right? If he didn't like the regime, there really isn't the – like, and there's been a lot of questions today. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of people debating this theoretical. Would you fire Sean McDermott and hire Bill Belichick? There is, but, but there just is not the, the template for unhappy star, get head coach, get head coach fired in the NFL. That's just not a thing. You know, what, name, name a star that got their head coach fired in the NFL. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I, I'll yeah. say this, though, Jeff. If Josh Allen publicly or, you know, behind the scenes there was an article released about him being unhappy with Sean McDermott, with especially the extension and the money he's being paid, I'd imagine that that front office would think very hard about making a, about firing him. Say it again? I do, too. I imagine. Listen, I, I, I actually... It just doesn't Josh, happen, is your point. If Josh, yeah, if Josh Allen went to Terry Pagula, even forget that story, it just said... McDermott's killing us, man. He's just killing us. Right. You've got to get rid of him, or I'll tell you what, when we play out this contract, I'm gone. If he had, if he said that, would it result in him getting fired? I think he'd have to take a hard look at it. But it is weird, isn't it? Then 
that that's net. Well, you and I, can, neither one of us can come up with a single example of that happening. Right. And is it because players tend to fall in line and they don't push? Like, why? Why haven't we ever heard of that? I don't know. I, I think. Maybe part of it, too, is if you really do not like your coach, a lot of these quarterbacks, the high-paid guys that could ultimately make that sway that decision, usually when they don't like their coach, they may not have the, the same production that year. So they're not going to they, – they may lean to try to get rid of the quarterback or whoever that high-paying person is before they lean to the coach. I don't know. That, Man, that's I interesting. just tried to get rid of his GM. Like, and he, also, he, he, he was totally unhappy, and he ultimately forced his way out. Yes, it's a That's team sort of game the too. There's eleven. There's twenty two guys on offense and defense. It just becomes a lot different. One guy being unhappy, I don't think could sway your entire opinion. Even of the, the coach. quarterback. If you have a whole side of the ball, though, angry that uh, you can uh, you can get rid of somebody. But usually, it's it, again. I think in the NFL more so than in the NBA, winning cures just about everything because there's just less opportunities to do it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Interesting times. Yes, 100%. Now, what did you think about Penny's comments yesterday at his, uh, his radio show? He basically said that we have higher aspirations than um, just winning the AAC and winning the AAC tournament. Um, and then I think the most interesting thing is he said he's sort of taken it easy on them in practice this entire time, which I think is a pretty good explanation as to why defensively they've been really bad since they've gotten into conference play, sort of letting go of the rope and not working as hard in practice on the defensive end. Obviously, I have no way of, of knowing exactly how that plays into it, um, but I think that that is, a, is, is pretty enlightening as to why they've been a little bit slow with their rotations and, and slow with their understanding on the defensive side. I, I, I'll be honest. Like, so Penny, Penny is different than any coach I've ever covered in terms of the things that he says. Right in press conferences, and nope. I think we he lost. Says well, exactly what? I'm you there. We got you back, Penny. Yeah, hey, right. Penny is different than any coach I've ever covered in terms of press conferences. Some of it is because he's really transparent and says what he thinks. Some of it just seems like he's like. Do you really believe that Penny just decided? Like, it seems weird to me. Like, what well, he coached one way, and then this year he decided to coach another way. <laughs> that seems weird. Like, that seems weird to me. I mean, maybe it works as an explanation, but I don't really, I don't particularly understand it. Like, is it because, well, there are all these transfers and I can't make them mad, so I took the, 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 my, my foot off the gas? I guess, honestly, as, a, as an explanation, it certainly would explain. If he's not if coaching them as hard, it would explain maybe their performance, but I don't understand why he wouldn't be coaching them as hard. That makes no sense to me. Right. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. He talked about sort of injuries and bumps and bruises being a reason that he didn't want to do it through the out-of-conference schedule with how rough and tumble it was. But at the same time, you got to get back to it at some point. You have to get it through their, through their head how they need to play on the defensive end. I, I don't I, – I, I'm going to take him at face value. When he, when, when he says it, though. That he actually, and, and, that he, that he is, and, and that he has not been coaching them as hard. And what would that look like then? I mean, and does that also pertain to, like, before we had seen, this is true. We used to see this from Penny all the time. Guy would screw up, right? Mm-hmm. And he would yank him. Like, that would happen all the time. Like, that Penny would 
someone to screw up defensively, and he just yanked. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. That player. It doesn't feel like that happens. And I think we actually have generally applauded that because it, it's not the constant, you know, the constant as much um, swapping up the lineup. So do you want to see that? Like if David Jones blows something defensively, do you want to see him yank? Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know if you want to take him off the floor because I don't know where you're getting offense from at that point. Everything seems to run coaching, through him. I know. But if you're coaching players hard, doesn't that involve coaching David Jones hard and, and Quinterly hard? Yes. Right? It does. It has to. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what, like, here's the thing, though, that I've, I've really struggled with just in general. What are the fixes for this team, like, truthfully? Like, if you're, if you're reaching into well, your bag of tricks here – if you're just sort of looking at the way they've played, what are what are the actual fixes for this team? That's why it, we had this conversation on my show today about, okay, in total, when we heard the conversation on 92.9 yesterday about Penny, were we, in fact, overreacting? Like, was it the whole city overreacting? To Let's be honest. One loss that a lot of people saw coming, you know, yeah. the two-lane loss. So. So was this overreacting? One loss, and then the other loss was just a bad loss. And so that's what happened, and they're still in the top 25. Are we overreacting? And Jeffrey actually is of the view that if you look around college basketball, you see, you know, you saw, uh, uh, you know Duke lost to Pitt. Yeah, like, what, you see bad losses all the time, right? Yeah. And we're just focused and overwrought about it because it's Memphis losing, and, and so we're overreacting. I tend to come down more on the side of, no. I don't think we're overreacting because the goal was 
you know, a top four seed or a top five seed, A, and because there are real problems here that don't seem that fixable. Right. How do you fix this defense? It doesn't seem that obvious. How do you get guys to like each other? That's the. And how do you get guys to do all for one, one for all? I think that's exactly right. Those are the problems. And now, those were also problems when they were beating Virginia, right? Those were also problems when they were beating Clemson. Those were also problems, I presume, right? So why that? How did they manage it then? Yeah. And then the other problem I have with comparing around the country, you talk about Duke losing to Pitt. I saw somebody do the UConn thing from last year when they went on to win a national championship when they had a stretch of losing to Xavier, Providence, Marquette, St. John, Seton Hall, uh, and then Xavier again. Um, Those are different losses completely than what the Tigers just had. South Florida and Tulane dock you substantially more than any loss against Marquette or St. John's or Seton Hall or Xavier will. And then Pitt... Pitt beating Duke, like it's just not the same because also the Tigers have no way of making up that ground with with uh, quality opponents going forward until they play FAU in February, uh, the last two of the last four games of the year. So like I, I, I get tired. I, I I kind of grow tired with okay, look around college college basketball because I don't think that uh, the Tigers situation is even close to the rest of these teams that they're trying to compare them to. I think you're exactly right. I think that part of it in particular is, sure, other teams take bad losses, but they can also get great wins. Yeah. Where's the great wins? And what's the level of bad loss? Losing to Pitt versus losing to South Florida are two completely different conversations. I agree. Okay, well, let me ask you one last question here. Okay. And that question is this. came up in Chris Harrington's mailbag. And so the question is this. If you could add a local food choice, Okay. You know, we got the rendezvous at FedEx Forum, right? If you could add a local food choice to the uh, to the array of choices Oof. at FedEx Forum, what is not there that should be there? So we got Wing Guru, don't we? So we have the wings taken care of. I think um, Wing Guru is there. Is yes. There? Yeah. No. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's there. So yeah. we have the wings taken care of. We have the barbecue taken care of. What else would we go to though from there? Because you want the local flair. You want, like, the Memphis food. Well, Memphis his answer was Gus's. His answer was Gus's. Yes, we have the wings taken care of. But have you ever had the chicken strips there? Like at the, yeah. at, not good. Not, not great. great. And so why don't you get Gus's? Local chicken strips? You don't need anything, you know, whatever. You don't need a, the best taco play. Like, whatever. It's, it's stadium food. Like, chicken fingers are a quintessential thing to eat at a stadium. And I thought, I thought it was a good answer. I thought Gus's was in fact. That's okay. That's okay. okay. When I go to when I go to Gus's, I I don't go chicken Plus strips though. No, you're you're generally either. going for the for the the bone in. Yeah, have like, a hot meal. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not what I'm going reason, for. Is Gus's should be a different experience. It's sort of a whole thing. If and I said Huey's for a burger, would that be would that be ridiculous? No. Okay. No. I think no, I, I think a Huey burger. Huey Burger would be okay if they sold some Huey Burgers. I don't know if there's really anything out there that really would move the needle anymore. I guess the well, chicken course, tenders. The problem is, the truth of the matter is, anything would cost $18 anyway. So oh, yeah. Some, a lot of the charm. Oh, could you <laughs> imagine a five-piece chicken strip at the from from, from, from uh, Gus's? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Plus fries and a drink? Holy, yeah. holy my hell. My kid, Peter, is... Uh, he always gets the barbecue nachos, but whatever the hell they cost now, $16, whatever it is, like he does not think it's a trip to 
FedEx for him if you don't get the barbecue nachos. I think, and I, I, I kind I of agree with that. him for the most part. I applaud that. I applaud that sentiment completely. Yeah, throw yeah. The, a nacho cheese, a little dry rub on there. Get the get the no. That's that's what you have to do. I think that is Fantastic. that's a, that's a necessity. But Jeff, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thanks for joining. We'll, we'll do it again tomorrow. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. Daily Memphian columnist, also from the Jeff Calkins Show, nine to eleven, right here on these airwaves, ninety two nine FM, ESPN. Now we need to take a trip around the National Football League. We have a hire in Nashville. We have a hire that could potentially be made here relatively soon with the Chargers and also with the Commanders. So let's get to all that next, right here on the Gabe Coon Show, ninety two nine FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans interviewed Brian Callahan, Bengals OC, yesterday, and they didn't let him leave town without an offer and then ultimately finalizing a contract. The Titans have hired Bengals OC Brian Callahan. Now, where does Brian Callahan come from? We're talking about um, the the Raiders in 2018, and then he's been with the Bengals since then, 2019 through now. When we talk about developing quarterbacks and what he did with Joe Burrow, you feel good about it. Uh, You know, Joe Burrow, big, strong guy, throws from the pocket. Maybe he could develop Will Levis into that. I think it's an interesting hire, though, because I, I describe it as not bad. I don't think it's a bad hire. But I also don't think it's perfect. I think there were other guys out there who call plays, like Brian Callahan does, and I'll get to, I'll get to more of that in a second. Um, you know, the Bobby Slowicks, the Ben Johnsons, take a harder look at them. Um, but Brian Callahan, I think, could get the most out of Will Levis. That will uh, that will be seen here relatively soon. But he's got to rebuild an offense. I think he's a, a decent guy at doing that. But when it comes down to who he is as a coach, he's not a play caller. Zach Taylor did all of that when he was with the Bengals. Um, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all that you need to be a, game, uh, a, a play caller. As long as you're a good game planner, it makes a whole lot of sense um, for you to be a, a head coach or be a good offensive coordinator. But Brian Callahan, I think this is going to be a sort of wait-and-see hire for me um, because they have a lot of rebuilding to do on the offensive side of the ball before he can game plan the way he did with the Bengals. But he did a good job with Joe Burrow. Even when Joe Burrow went down, Jake Browning was very solid within that system. So Brian Callahan, new coach with the Titans. How do you feel, Connor? Let me ask you that. How do you feel about it? Good. Okay. Yeah. it's. I'm kind of like you. I, I think the hire makes sense. It's just – Moving off of a guy like Vrabel to go make an unsexy hire like this is just, you know, oh, okay. And you're, and you're transitioning from defense to offense. Yeah. The, the hope in it is that he has had success with some very good quarterbacks. The only thing there is that I look at the list of quarterbacks he's coming from, and I'm just not sure Will Levis's talent matches those quarterbacks. So it's I'm a wait and see. I'm a wait now, and see. he did an okay job statistically. With uh, Derek Carr when he was part of the Oakland Raiders, but they were four and twelve. Yeah, that it was, was really like nasty. it was kind of like okay, that's that was an odd um, one to include. Yeah, so uh, we'll see, we'll see. He's also got some executive experience, so maybe he's decent with personnel. But again, this is just going to be a wait and see hire for me um, in Nashville. Brian Callahan, the new coach for the Titans, the Washington Commanders. Uh, so via the rumor mill, and this this has been the, in, in the rumor mill ever since Adam Peters was hired as the uh, commander's new GM. He was the 49ers assistant GM. 
but in the rumor mill right now is that Ben Johnson is basically a done deal, the OC for the Lions, and once he gets done in the NFL playoffs, he'll likely get the job with the Commanders. Commanders have a bunch of cap space and a bunch of, of pieces that they could move around and go uh, make use of. So um, I think Ben Johnson is as good as anybody in the cycle. He's a great offensive coordinator. What he was able to do and get out – of uh, Jared Goff is phenomenal. Um, he was moldable throughout this process. Um, he's definitely a balanced type game planner on the offensive side. He does call plays. So if the commanders ultimately get their hands on Ben Johnson, I think that is the best hire they could make at this particular moment. So we'll see what happens here in the coming days. The Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Jim Harbaugh, I mentioned that he was going to go in for a second interview with the Chargers. He has gone in for a second interview, and uh, we'll see if the Chargers let him get out. It doesn't seem like they want to let him get out. Um, <laughs> looks like they, uh, they're they talking through the final sort of conversations. They're going through the final conversations of Jim Harbaugh, and Jim Harbaugh wants his analytics staff, and he wants to bring in Jesse Minter, his D.C., to coach with the Chargers. I think Jim Harbaugh would be a home run hire for the Chargers. Um, but the Chargers have to give him everything he wants. They have to give him a good contract. They have to let him bring in all his guys. And then also, the question after that becomes, who takes over at Michigan? Who takes over at Michigan? Um, I think the obvious answer is Sharon Moore, their OC. He seems to uh, sort of bring that edge that Jim Harbaugh had. He was Jim Harbaugh's right-hand man, the associate head coach. Uh, he was the head coach down the stretch of the season when they beat Ohio State and when they beat Penn State. So I think that he would uh, he would definitely be the guy that gets lifted up. But is he ready for that responsibility? This is a team that's coming off a national championship. Can he recreate what they did this year without maybe J.J. McCarthy, without all those old linemen, without Blake Corum, with a lot of those defensive guys leaving? Can he recruit at the same level that Jim Harbaugh did. Jim Harbaugh is a guy that when he comes into your uh, living room as a recruit, you respect. You know. Your parents know him. Your mom knows who Jim Harbaugh is. Sharon Moore doesn't have that same type of uh, persona, personality. Can he recreate what Jim Harbaugh did? I don't know. But Michigan, if this goes through, Michigan's going to have to deal with that. Um, it's going to be really, really, for me, very, very interesting to watch. And I'm also going to have to watch uh, our man Mark Giannato's reaction to the whole thing. The Chicago Bears. Now, the Chicago Bears, this happened yesterday, but the Bears have hired a new OC, and it's Shane Waldron, who spent the last three years with the Seattle Seahawks. I think he's a good good OC. I, I, I have no issues with him. He was okay in the final year of Russell Wilson, um, but then he saw once Russell Wilson left, he was going to have to reimagine that offense and figure it out, and he did a pretty damn good job having Geno Smith um, sort of get his new contract, and um, he managed that offense relatively well. They ran the ball relatively well. They rebuilt the offensive line. They reimagined the wide receiver room. So Shane Waldron is the OC for the Bears is fun, but who's his quarterback going to be? Who's his quarterback going to be? I think it'll be Caleb Williams. So he's going to have to make sure that he can uh, coach some young guys, something he really hasn't done before in his career. You had Russell Wilson on the final legs of his career in uh, Seattle, and then you had Geno Smith trying to be a retread. You coached a bunch of veterans. Can you bring Caleb Williams along the way that you did those guys? We'll have to see. I, I do get a kick out of this, though, Connor. If you've been following sort of Bears fans and how they've you know gone through this offseason, early offseason, I understand that. Um, it's kind of alarming to me how many Bears fans think that Justin Fields will be the quarterback going into next year. 
just doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. I like Justin Fields. I think he has a chance to still be successful. But they're going to start the clock over with their quarterback. They're going to bring in a not very highly paid for five years quarterback um, in Caleb Williams, a, a really good talent to make sure they can start over that clock and not pay a whole bunch of, of money and a premium where they would have to pay Justin Fields a premium to come back. So I, I, it is kind of strange to see how Bears fans are reacting to all this. But that will do it for a trip around the national. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Football League. And, of course, it's always brought to you by Longshot. Now, if you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That is my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at Sportsbook.FanDuel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Now, our resident cinephile has requested that we talk about the Oscars today. Connor has requested we talk about the Oscars today. There is an interesting omission that we're going to have to discuss as well that has to do with uh, Greta Gerwig and uh, the whole Barbie movie. But we'll discuss all of the nominations next right here on the Gabe Coon Show. 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. Now, Connor is our guy. He's our point man when it comes to Oscars nominations that came out today. Um, I think the biggest issue I've seen from everybody has to do with Barbie. And, and they've gotten some nominations. They got a nomination for Best Picture. They got a nomination um, for Best Supporting Actress, America Ferreira in Barbie. Uh, they got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor, Ryan Gosling in Barbie. I think that that was fully deserved. But the notable omissions when it comes to Barbie are Greta Gerwig, the director, and then Margot Robbie was not as far as best actress, she was not involved in any type of nomination. I think that's sort of the biggest issue I've seen out there when it comes to nominations. Are there any other ones? Um, there, there are a few. The, the past lives group 
um, I think should have probably gotten more nominations than they did. It's just very odd for a movie to get nominated for Best Picture and nothing else because it's like, what did you like in the movie? There had to be factors that that and led to you getting a Best Picture nomination. I Before I go into the snubs and things like that, I do want to acknowledge that 2023 was a tremendous year for film and movies. Of course. It, it was the, the Best Picture nominees. Is, it's one of the best, I think, that we've ever had. American Fiction, Anatomy of the Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. I still need to see The Zone of Interest um, and American Fiction. They just came out in the city, so I'll be checking those out sometime this week. But um, the really the thing is, overall, with this Oscars, is that it is pretty clear that Oppenheimer is being set up to essentially sweep the Oscars. Yep. They had, I, I think they had 14 nomina- 13 nominations, 14 nominations, and I believe that they're the favorite to win about 11 of them. Um, so we're going to see a big, big Oppenheimer celebration at the Oscars this year, and to be quite honest, we probably should. Now, to get to the Barbie stuff, I think both of them should have been nominated. I don't think that they are some indictment on the Academy as a whole. Uh, when you look at the directing noms this year, it is one of the most stacked directing nominations we have ever had. Now, that being said, I do think that you could have either removed Jonathan Glazer or Justin Triette for the nomination to get Greta in there. But I understand why she didn't get in there. And she still got the Best Picture nominee, things like that. So she's going to be fine. She the, also made a billion dollars. The, the, the other part, though, the Margot Robbie. That's omission. the one that's, I wanted to get that to. doesn't make so any sense. The Margot to me. Robbie one bothers me. I think a little bit more than the Greta one because when you look at the directing nominations, it's just it's so stacked. Right. I, but right. I, I think that Greta should have been in the directing one. But when you look at at the best actress. There is one in there that just nobody is going to care about or even talk about in a year. It's a movie that no one's going to see, including myself. Annette Benning, legend, <laughs> should not be in there for Nyad. No, I didn't even hear about Nyad until like two or three weeks ago. Nobody in the mainstream actually knows what that is. No one's going to see it. It's pretty ridiculous that it got in there. Every single year there's an Oscar nomination where there's been a hard campaign and it's people's favorites and you want to give, you know, this legend, they're they're doing all that stuff. Fine. Margot Robbie should be in there. It's pretty silly that she's not. Um I, I my hope is is that Lily Gladstone is going to win this award, so it's not gonna matter anyway. And that's kind of the overarching thing is that there were snubs here. You wish that past lives would have gotten a little bit more. I personally would have liked to see Asteroid City get some you yeah. know, costume or production design, things like that. Even best original song. It was a really funny song that that kid sung. Would have been nice to see. But overall, you can't get too upset with them because you're like Oppenheimer's going to win anyway, so yeah. we kind of know who the winner's going to be. I did think that a lot of people did get their due, though, that should have. It's going. It was more of a chalky year than you would hope. There just weren't really exciting nominations. Like, Charles Melton didn't get one for May-December. To be honest, they completely shut out May-December because I think it, it put a mirror... It was strange. Over, strange well, movie. Well, it's, strange it's movie. not that. It's because it put a mirror up to the actors and actresses and the... And, just everybody that works in Hollywood, it made them look into a mirror and realize how ridiculous some of the things that they do and some of the exploitive nature that they have. And I think it made them a little bit uncomfortable because Charles Melton was one of the best performances I saw this year. I would have liked to see him get in. A lot of people are also talking about how, you know, they had wished uh, Zac Efron got in for the Iron Claw, which I, I kind of agree with that. I wish he had gotten in too. But as I'm talking through this, you can hear that there were just so many amazing performances this year that it was tough to get in because you had a stacked year because of everything that got pushed back because of COVID yep. and things like that and, and the strike. So overall, thumbs up for the nominations. 
Greta should have been in there. Margot should have been in there. Margot just is the biggest. Snub. It, it's it, it's I, a I bit odd. She still is getting a producer nomination for right. Best Picture because she was one of the leading forces. So she's going to be fine there. She still got the nomination there. Um, one of the really cool ones, Javine Joy Randolph for the Holdovers, seems to be the favorite to win Best Supporting Actress. That's going to be awesome. She's tremendous in the movie. Go watch it on Peacock. It's just a tremendous year for movies. Godzilla got a nomination. Too. There you go. Oscar nominated film Godzilla minus one. Go see it. They're re-releasing it in black and white. It's tremendous. Go see that. Movie. Get a look at uh, Ryan Gosling and the statement he put out. Yeah, it was a great statement. Yeah, he said statement. there's no Ken without Barbie, and there's no Barbie movie without Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie, the two most, uh, the two people most responsible for this history-staking global, globally celebrated film. To say that I'm disappointed that they are not nominated in their respective categories would be an understatement. I just, I, I can't quite understand. He, he was best support. He's part of best supporting actor. Um, America Ferrera, best supporting actress. I, I thought Margot Ro- Robbie stole. Stole the show though. She stole the show. Like I don't know how, you know. It and that when you should look, not be in there. When you look at the whole thing, that she is the omission. But I think everybody that worked on that movie is pretty pissed about it, pretty angry about it. Yeah, but be it up. is what it is. Now we have a third hour on the way, and we're going to spend it wisely. The Blitz will be at six thirty. We'll talk Ohio State and their recruiting, um, uh, among other things. But coming up next. We have to get to some Tigers basketball. We'll talk a little bit of NFL with my guy, my podcast co-host. That would be Christian Fowler from Bluff City Media. He's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.